Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Hey guys, my sermon today is what do I have to remember while I'm searching for hidden treasure? You say, Pastor Chris, what are you talking about? We have been in this series about finding hidden treasure, finding in the Word of God. Remember, we started off, can you find the treasure in darkness? That ain't easy, man. When sometimes it gets all wacky and dark and it looks like nothing's happening. Can you find the treasure in the darkness? Then the week after that, what we were talking about was like Hosea, right? What did Hosea say? In Hosea chapter 2, 15, we learned this. We are asking ourselves, can I find a gateway of hope? Even though I'm in the valley of trouble. That ain't always easy. You know, you're in trouble and pressure in life. And today I was thinking about, I wanted to share this with you. And like I said, you got your note sheet. Don't cheat ahead and read the note sheet. I'm going to go one, two. I'm going to go in order. But I gave you that note sheet because I know you guys, see, look, we're a teaching church. We want you to have the word of God It'll give you something to interact while I'm bringing you this video. But I want you to remember these because you're going to need this series sometime in the future. Or if you don't need it right now, you're going to need it down the road. We're preparing. Amen. Jesus said this. He said, you know, the rain's coming. The wind's coming. The house has got to be able to stand against the storm. You are building a strong foundation by learning these powerful truths today. Amen. Praise the Lord. So what do I have to remember while I'm searching in the word of God and going through life? Number one thing you and I have to remember, and I know sometimes it's uncomfortable, is this. Change is unavoidable. Change is unavoidable. I don't know about you. I am a creature, a habit, and I don't really like change. Change does not do me well. I'm just being, I'm being transparent. I like to do what I like to do. I like to have my life regimented. I like to get up when I get up. I like to do how I do. I don't like distraction within my routine. And when God starts bringing change, I start getting uncomfortable. I don't like change. I can live with it. I'm flexible, but I'm really not a a fan of change. And what you and I are going to have to remember in life, especially following God especially learning these powerful truths that we're learning, that while I'm spending the time in the Word of God, growing in the Word of God, really understanding spiritual growth, because that's what this whole series has been about, taking the Word of God, applying it to your life, and growing spiritually, you and I are going to have to understand that change is unavoidable. Everybody, look at your neighbor. Look, Come on, look at your neighbor. Look at the guy to the right of you, to the left of you. Pick a side and say, look, change is unavoidable. Hey, tell them, tell them. Look at your other neighbors say, he's telling the truth. <laughs> it's going to happen, man. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 10 in verse 5. Proverbs 10 in verse 5 is going to help us get an understanding of what is going on while we kind of step in these things. It says, you must know the importance of the season you're in. Man. Why? Because here's the most important part. A wise son you will be. He said, if you don't know what season you're in, you're going to maybe make a mistake because you're not really understanding that there's wisdom to be found even in this season you don't understand. 
But what a waste when what? And what? An incompetent son sleeps through his day of opportunity. Man, now that's a strong word, but I want to explain it. What was he saying? He's saying, with every season comes opportunity, even some of the seasons that are uncomfortable because they have change connected to them. Can you look back on life and remember seasons when change came to your life and it was uncomfortable, but the change brought the benefit that you could not get without change? Look, man, I, I'm thinking like, a, you know, I'm thinking like Elijah. I'm thinking like Elisha. I'm thinking like chilling at the brook. You know, the ravens dropping the food. Everything's cool. Elijah thinks it's great. And all of a sudden, one day the brook dries up. And you're thinking like, man, this stinks. He's like, no, I'm bringing you to a better place. I'm bringing you to a place to increase. I'm bringing you to a place of better. But guess what? Better don't look better when it shows up like a problem. You know what I mean? But sometimes we have to understand that change is unavoidable. Change is going to happen. Change is coming your way. Look at this. There is no growth without change. Man, write that down. I know it's in your note sheet, but really, I don't know, highlight it. You know, I hope to God I can remember these things next time I'm going through change. It's unavoidable if you're not going to grow. You know, I think about my kids, you know. It was funny, um... Uh, we were looking at uh, pictures not too long ago, you know, and you, you know, you're, they show up on your phone, you know, like you just got these random, you know, they goes back in your timeline. And I was looking at the kids and I was like, you know, I was looking at, you know, all of them, but I was thinking like, you know, I was carrying him one day. Now he's carrying me around the house the other day. He thinks it's funny. You know, dad, I could pick you up, carry you around, carry you up the stairs. I was like, it's not a bad idea. I think I'm going to start having him just carry me around. You know, I carried you for so long. I think I'm going to have the little joker just like, you know, carry me to the car. <laughs> Remember when they used to do that at night, you know, they pretend they were sleeping. Oh, they used to do that all the time when they were tired. I'm like, they were sleeping and they pretend, and then I'd lay them in the bed and then they're like, oh, I was kidding. I was, re I was really awake all the while. I just didn't want to get up. You carried me up the stairs. I might try that next week. Just, just stay in the car and say, I'm sleeping, carry me. No, you know what I'm saying. Without change, there's not growth. I could see in the natural, this seasons of change that my family's progressed in and it brought maturity, Right? There's things your responsibility has grown with change. What do you think spiritually is going to happen? It's the same principle that change is going to come into your life. Look at this scripture, this scripture. When things change, sometimes we have this problem of thinking God is displeased with us. It's not about displeasure. It's about growth. Okay? Now I want you to see that. Like, don't you think like sometimes when something changes, like everything was going good, why do we got to change it? And then you can almost come across like, well, well, is God not happy with me? Last season was so easy or that season was so simple or that part of my life. And now we got to go through here or we got to grow. And it was so much, you know, like I said, it was a whole lot easier when the raven was dropping food out of the sky. Now I got to go find this widow woman in Zeropath. This is great. Where am I going? God, are you mad at me? God, are you upset with me? God, am I not performing spiritually at the level you want me to? God, what is going on? But what I want you to know is this, is that you got to see change equals growth. So God brings change to grow you. It's not because he's displeased with you. But I feel like a lot of people statistically feel like, oh, when something changes, maybe God's mad. Check this out. When things change, 
Don't you think for a minute God is displeased with you. Look at Psalm 77.10. Look at Psalm 77.10. Makes a lot of sense if you could pull this in and kind of absorb this moment because isn't that true? Like everything's rolling. Why we gotta, why we gotta mess it up? You gotta grow. You gotta grow. And God's more concerned about your character than he's ever concerned about your comfort. We were talking about that last week. God just wants you to spiritually grow because he knows you go from glory to glory to glory to glory. You can't just sit there and just stay stagnant. You'll never grow. Ponds that don't move become stagnant. Lord, what wounds me most is this. What? Is that it's somehow my fault that you've changed your heart toward me and I no longer see the years of the mighty one and your right hand of power. The psalmist even said it. He said, Lord, what wounds me the most is what? Is that it's somehow my fault that you've changed. Isn't that what we do? Just like David said, we think it's us. Oh, if God changed, it's got to be my fault. No, it's not your fault. You're searching for hidden treasure in seasons where you think change showed up. Flexibility is key. Remember that. But remember this. Just because things change doesn't mean God's mad at you. Just because things change doesn't mean God's displeased. He's not like human beings. He's supernatural. So he's not displeased or having displeasure. Just embrace change and know it's talking about spiritual growth. Here's the big thing. Well, what do I do when change shows up that I'm not really happy about? When things change, keep doing what God told you to do. Man, if I could tell you something, that's the truth. Just because things change, just because seasons change, just because life change, that doesn't mean you start doing something different. Isn't that one of the number one responses we want to have? Like, oh, if things are changing and maybe, maybe this isn't, I got to change what I'm doing. I got to change. No, no, no. Go slow. Change produces transition. Transition produces an uncomfortable moment. It becomes very uncomfortable in change. Embrace change and just keep doing what you're doing because God doesn't change. Now, this, this thing here is on point. Look what it says in Romans 8, 28. It says, so we are what? Oh, my God. So um, Psalms 11, 4, sorry, right? But God hasn't moved to the mountains this is so good. I got so excited I messed it up, <laughs> right? Psalms 11.4, listen to this. But God hasn't moved to the mountains. His holy address hasn't changed. He's in charge as always, his eyes taking everything in, his eyelids unblinking, examining Adam's unruly brood inside and out, not missing a thing. He was talking about the people of, 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 of the Gentiles. But here's what he said. But God hasn't moved the mountains. His holy address hasn't changed. He's what? In charge as always. And his eyes are taking everything in. Ain't that good to know? God's address didn't change. He didn't leave. He changeth not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But what do we got to realize? We got to realize that when change comes... We can't think God went anywhere. So keep doing what you know to do. Draw closer because that doesn't mean God moved. He didn't change his address. You get that? 
That means, well, God didn't move. You got to go back. So, like, say, say, like, right, if God was in, if God could be in a physical spot, let's say, if God was right here, God's standing right here, right here in this pulpit. This is God. Anyway, don't, you wandering out, change is coming. You're getting further and further and further and further. God said, no. He said, I, don't, I didn't move no matter. Stay right here. I, I, come on, I didn't change my address. I'm right where I told you I would be. Stay in the word of God. When change comes, the safest thing that me and you and I can do is this. Stay as close as to the word as possible because in times of change, and transition, we understand the word of God is never transitioned. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I need to be led by God. But how many you know, sometimes I don't know the season or the road I'm walking on, and it's a little hard to navigate the leading. You'll catch up, but here's the big thing. I just got to walk by what I know the word says, and in following the word real close, he'll lead me into following the leading of where he's trying to take me in life. That's how God works, Okay. So that's a principle you and I both have to do. Here's a big one, too. Um, this is a big thing about this change. Write this down. Point number two that I want you to carry is change is not always good. You know what I mean? Because some change ain't easy. But God is good, and he will turn it to good. You got to remember that now. Now, I'm going to go slow with that. Change is not always good. Some change ain't good. But God is good, and he'll turn it into good. Does that make sense? Change is not always good. Some change, some change is hard. Um, some transitions are not easy. Some, some things, you know, maybe at work. You know, I got a lot of people, a lot of business guys. I'm coaching people. Uh, I'm helping them get there. I, I just had one not too long ago. You know, the, the business takes a turn. It's more responsibility. It was change, but now the change wasn't really good at first. It was hard. It was a great adjustment. It wasn't easy. So what do you got to do? You got to navigate change. You got to know that even though it's not good per se, it's what? It's going to be okay because God is good. So you might be like, well, I, I, I lost someone. Maybe you went through loss. That's change. How many you know that's not easy? Grief is not easy. But praise be to God, that's not always a good feeling Something changed. Something changes in your family dynamic. Maybe you went through divorce. Something changed. Something changed. It's not, it's change is inevitable. You know what I mean? Things change. You know, kids go to college. You know, I got a lot of parents. They couldn't handle the kid going to school. I got a, a really good friend of mine. I love the guy dearly. He's like, man, it's like I'm shot out because it is. It's change. It doesn't feel good per se. It's good for the kid. Certain things are this. You understand life. Life is coming at you guys. It's not going to stop coming at you. But whether it's change, positive, negative, through grief or whatever it is, change maybe not in a, in a sense feeling good or looking good. It's okay because God's still good. And that's the most important thing you could know. And even though it's not easy, God's going to work it out for good. Amen. That's Romans 8, 28. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually, look, he says, woven together. Come on, woven together. I like that, man. He's continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. That's your heavenly father. It doesn't get better than that to bring good in our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. Woo! I like that one. Okay, now here's the only kind of like 
um, I don't want to say tough spot, but this is like when this change starts hitting and my emotional response is tough because change being uncomfortable and being hard is sometimes a little bit. I got to learn how to keep my soul sane in seasons of change. You need to write, you need to highlight that. You need to, somebody needs to write that on their hand. You remember when, school, when you were in school and your kid, you tried to remember something, you wrote it on your hand? Somebody would need to write that on their hand, man. That's that, that's that good. How do I keep, I must learn to keep my soul sane in seasons of change. That's a good word right there. I'm going to have to sit there and say, hey, wait a minute now. That's a good one. How do I keep my soul sane? You know, your mind, your will, your emotions. Change, man, will whack you in the head sometimes, right? It's like, oh, my God, man, right? But even though change is coming, how can I keep my soul sane? How do I keep my mind from going off the rail? How do I keep my will from staying connected? How do I keep my emotions in control? How do I do this thing? And seasons of change, man, are not simple. Remember this, God is going to guide you, but this is the key, and I want you to pull this in. How do I keep my soul sane? Here's how you do it. In seasons of change, fix your eyes on Jesus. Now, let me explain that. Let me explain that, okay? Okay? Don't get stuck focusing on things that you don't need to focus on in seasons of change. Focus on what never changes, God. Okay? Now, I'm going to pull that in. Now, I want you to get that. In seasons of change, right? Because hidden treasure is about staying in the word of God and carrying, carrying this word through. What do I do when seasons of change, transition, all ups and downs, whatever's going on, time out. Come on, call a time out. Focus on what never changes, God and his word. So when everything's going all over here, keep your mind stayed on him. He'll keep you in perfect peace. Stay on the word. I don't care if you got one scripture, it'll carry you through. And this is the thing I got in my heart when I was thinking about this. It was so good. I must learn to keep my soul sane in seasons of change. In seasons of change, fix your eyes on the shepherd and not the shadows. Woo! Hey, I like that. Don't get stuck on the shadow. Keep looking at your Savior. Come on, somebody. What am I saying? In seasons of change, don't fix your eye. Don't, 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 don't get your eyes all over the place. Fix your eyes on the shepherd and not the shadow. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. Come on, don't get stuck in the shadows. Look at the Savior. Don't get stuck on the shadows. Get stuck on the shepherd. Keep looking towards Jesus. Look what he says in Psalms 23. I love this, right? Look at this, right? In 23.2, he reveals some of the greatest truths you and I could possibly have about this. And I'm going to tell you what. He says, he offers a resting place for me. This is God. Right? You know, this is, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. He laid, you know, in the first part, this is the first part. He lays me down in green pastures. I got peace by the still water. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but you get it. But look what he says here. I like this translation. He said, he offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace. 
the quiet brook of bliss. He's trying to lead you there. Now watch this though. That's where he restores and revives my life. That's what he said. He restores my soul. He revives your life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure. He leads me along in the footsteps of the righteous so that I can bring honor to his name. Now watch this one for this one will get you. Even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest, darkest, fear will never conquer me. Now, I don't know about you, but wait a minute now. I didn't know this path was going to take me there. Man, you got to think about that. He says, even when the path, oh, God, takes me down the deep. Remember we talked about this a couple weeks ago? The deepest, darkest, oh, my God, I don't even want to say it. Why do I got to go on the deepest, darkest? Can we get off that road? You know, when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest and darkness. Oh, my God. So you're telling me you might put me on the path that's taking me to the deepest darkness. He did it with Jesus. He took him up out of the river and led him into the wilderness to fast for. Remember we talked about this? 40 days and 40 nights. And then, he, then the devil comes and tempts him. And, you know, that's where he wrote, it is written, it is written. He had to resist the devil at his weakest spot. Well, God, why do I got to go on the, why do I got to go on that road, that, that deepest darkness road? I don't want to be on that road. Recalculate that. Put it in my spiritual GPS and get me a new route. Let's avoid that. Don't we want to be like that? Let's avoid that. Now he said, no, no, no. You can't avoid it. You got to go through it. Amen. You got to, you cannot not avoid it. You got to go through it. Woo, I'm telling you, that's the God's honest truth. Even when you go through, fear will never conquer me for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Woo, your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. And I will what? I will never be lonely for you are near. My God in heaven, I don't know about you, but that's the, that might be the greatest news I heard all day. Come on, right? No matter what I got to face, no matter what I got to go through, no matter what it, come on, he said what? He said, even though I go through that deep dark, I don't want to be on that road. You don't want to be on that road, but why? Because change is inevitable. Change is unavoidable. And in the midst of it, I have to be flexible. Because here's the thing. This is big now. This is big, right? Why? What? Okay, what's the, what's the great goal that God is trying to accomplish while I'm walking through this stuff? Okay? What's this great um, What's the, what's the greatest result I'm going to see from this? Now, I don't know about you, but I, I was thinking about this. I asked myself this question, and I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to respond to this, but this. God's, yes, God's purpose in every season of change is to make me more like Jesus. That's the key right there, man. Did you get that? God's purpose in every season is to make me more like Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I'm like, man, I don't know how bad I want to be like Jesus. <laughs> Did I just say that out loud? 
man, I'm hanging on to the word. I'm trying to hold on. At least every once in a while, you got to stop lying in church. You're like, you know, we used to sing them songs. I want to, I want to be like Jesus. I'm thinking like, bro, I don't know how much I want to be like Jesus. I got to go through all this transition and all this change and all this challenge. And obviously, we're still going to want to be like Jesus. Relax. Calm down. Pastor hasn't fell off the deep end. But you know what I'm saying. Sometimes as you walk with the word and you're hanging on the promises and you're hanging on for the blessing and you're going through life and you're pressing through storms and you're walking through and then transition comes and just when you think you're on easy street, here comes the next pothole, right? Here, next to Nick, you got to reach up, go up. Man, I'm telling you what, right? But why do we have to walk through it? It's right there in your note sheet. See what it says? God's purpose in every season of change is to make me and you more like Jesus. That's why we walk through change. Because we wouldn't spiritually grow without it, guys. I know that sounds crazy. I know that sounds a little wild. But it's the God's honest truth. We would not walk into a next level character if we didn't have change. Spiritual growth cannot be developed without some sorts of pressure. And God cares more about it. Look what it says in Psalms 105, 19. This, this scripture right here, I talked about it last week, okay? This scripture right here will change your life. If you could, absorb, if you could grab this scripture, it'll change your life. Look what, it says. Look, what it, look what it says. God's promise to Joseph purged his character until it was time for his dreams to come true. Oh, my God. Did you get that? Let me read that again. I don't know, man, that, that's, that's powerful. God's promise to Joseph did what? It purged his character. It made him spiritually mature until it was time for his dream to come. I don't know about you, but I, if I got some dreams in me, you got some dreams in you, I'm like, God, work on my, get this character thing over quick and let's go. Why? Because I don't need to be sitting here for seasons waiting for my character to be developed over time and keep messing up, God, let's get the work done quick and let's get our character developed. But how many know some things like this, that is powerful. Joseph had a dream. And you say, well, why did the dream take so long? Why? Well, while he was waiting for the dream, while you're waiting on these promises, while you found this treasure you're holding on to, the story started this series. A man who finds a field, sells everything he got to hold on to that word, to keep that word, to never let that word go. That's what we're talking about, that treasure of that word of God, that promise that God's given you, that thing for your family, that family restoration, that renewed marriage, that business is going to make it. You're going to be okay. Whatever you're holding on to, just like Joseph had a dream to be a deliverer while you're holding on, God's working and purging your character until the time of that dream to come to pass. God cares about your character more than he cares about your comfort. Amen. Watch this. This is huge. Some things might not be. Now, this is this is very mature conversation and I want to have it with you. Some things might not just be working out because it's not part of God's purpose for your life. Wow. That's pretty, maybe that relationship, now married people, you got to figure it out. You know, something, and you're going to be okay and I can help you. That's why I'm here. But you know, you might have that early relationship and it's like, man, we just can't get it. Well, maybe it's not supposed to. 
You know, maybe you put your hands to that business and it's just, you haven't launched it yet, but sometimes things just don't seem like they're fit. Don't force things that aren't really fitting because it might not be your purpose. Give it some time. Take some time. Think about some stuff. I asked myself this question because some of the things in life maybe will not be succeeded because it's not something I'm supposed to be doing. You know, as a pastor of a church, you know, I could be doing this and we could be, we could be following, you know, the, the, the top 100 churches in America, Outreach Magazine, and here's what they say to do. And then you try them and they don't work because it's not what God's asked us to do. It's not part of the purpose of relevant church. It's not part of what we're supposed to do. I got friends, they're all into like, you know, this and we do this and we do that and we do this. And that's great. That's your assignment. We got to fulfill our assignment. So I'm just asking you guys, maybe some of the things that you're trying to get to work aren't part of your purpose. And that's why it hasn't really worked. And you're wondering, when's this change going to come? When's this new season going to come? Well, maybe it ain't supposed to come. Maybe there's something different for you. I've had people all my life do this. Well, they said, you know, pastor, I think, you know, I'm going to go do this. And then they, 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 they try towards it. The, and then their career change comes and they step right into what they're supposed to. But all the other stuff they tried to get to work just didn't work. It just didn't work. Why? It wasn't part of your purpose. Here's what you got to do. Find your God-given purpose. Look what it says in Proverbs 19.21. Look at this. This is so good, right? A person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of his purpose will succeed in the end. Man, oh man, oh man. Look at 1921. Woo, come on. Come on. Somebody said 1921, that was a good year. I wasn't here. So a person may have, a person, come on man, lighten up, you guys, chill out. Right, a person Come on, may have, because well, a lot of you were here in 1921. We'll just leave that alone. A person may have many ideas concerning God's plans for his life. I got a lot of ideas concerning God's plan for my life. How about you? Yeah, guess what, though? But only the designs of his purpose will succeed in the end. He's not talking about his, my, it's God's design. You see what I'm saying? I got a lot of great ideas about my life. But I mean, you know, they ain't going to come to pass unless it's God's design. So maybe you need to get out of some stuff that God don't want you in. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just meddling a little bit. Now I'm leaving because I'm going to go to the next point. Here's the big one, right? This is a big one, okay? Because I think this is right. Well, you know, I'm in the midst of this mess because I missed it. You know, sometimes you miss it. Sometimes you, you don't follow the plan so well. I've done it. You know what I mean? I've gotten into seasons where the change has occurred because I missed it. And now I got to live by grace and mercy for a minute. And I think it's important that you understand this, that some seasons of life, I've almost was the catalyst for the change that came. And here's what I want you to know. It's okay, because even when we miss it, God still got us. Now, let me explain this. Now, what do you, Pastor Chris, what are you saying? Well, some of the things in life that I've, I've decided to do or decisions that I've made, the moment I made them, it produced change within my life. You know what I'm saying? And following that design, if it's not right, 
It's, I'm not talking about sin. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you miss it a little bit like, oh, I think this is it. You step out on it, and now all of a sudden, because you're on it, and it's not the, the direction, you still got to navigate the change, and you could almost start feeling bad like, oh, now I jacked it all up. You know what I mean? God, you know, God can't use me. Maybe you went through divorce, and now you don't think God can use you. Well, he can Okay, I don't believe any of that nonsense. Everybody, every, God can use everybody. Maybe you went through a broken season of life and, you know, maybe you've dealt with, you know, I've had people deal with years of addiction, years. And they say, well, you know, I spent 10 years addicted. How can God, God can use you. Maybe that, 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 that weakness in your life or whatever it was created this change in your environment was like there, it was explosive for your season of life. And you're like, man, I don't even know if I could ever regrain. Don't let regret get you. Look what the word of God says in 2 Timothy 2, 13. Man, man, it's a big one. This is a big one. 2 Timothy 2, 13, so strong. But even if we are faithless, he will still be full of faith, for he never wavers in his faithfulness to us. Man, it's so good. Remember we talked about that a little bit last week. When I'm not faithful, he still remains faithful because he's staying faithful to himself. Isn't that good to know? Doesn't that, it encourages me that I miss it, God's still faithful. Can you imagine if God was like, okay, you really jacked this up. I'm pretty much done with you. This is like the hundredth time you messed up. So now, hey, you know, that's it. Game over. No, he's like, I'm still staying faithful to you. But sometimes my moment of not staying in the plan has created a change in my life. And now I'm not real happy with what's going on. But God's still faithful. God's still faithful. God never takes away his faithfulness ever even though I sometimes am not faithful to every day. I can think of something like, you know, just being obedient, simple acts of obedience. And I was like, I was a little slow in it, you know? And it created seasons of pressure in my life that if I would have been quicker to obey God, okay, it would have alleviated a season where I had pressure that I didn't even need and it messed up a season for a moment. And then once you get out, you're like, man, I ain't never doing that again. You know, I can remember a season of sowing, and this is just me personally sharing because I, I live out of my own experience. I don't preach experience. But God was like, hey, get that seed in the ground. And I kind of hesitated a little bit. And I was like making excuses for a season. And then I had, to, I had to go through a season where I had to catch up and I caught up like boom. But I was like, God, I ain't never doing that again. I'm going to be faithful to do what you tell me to do when you tell me to do it. I'm going to be faithful to go and do the things you tell me. Man, I was even talking this morning about times of... Uh, Preaching street, you know, I was street preaching and sharing messages and talking about some of the miracles. And I remember one of the greatest miracles I've ever seen, a healing miracle that God did was miraculous. Uh, it was, I had to go out of my way. You know what I mean? And I, and I almost wasn't faithful to the assignment, but I had to make sure in the moment, I said, hey, man, you know what? That's important. You know, let me, let me go do that. And I seen, I seen a, a miracle. I mean, a documented miracle because I had to be faithful in that moment. Well, some seasons I'm not faithful, and I missed it, and then it created a season in my life that I'm, I don't want to stay in. Well, guess what? He's still going to remain faithful. You can, your unfaithfulness cannot undo God's faithfulness. You know what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean you're bad. It just means you miss it. Everybody in the room missed it. Trust me. It's okay. But don't get stuck in it. Okay? That's big. And here, here's, here's, here's a point, man. That, poof, this one's huge. Um. 
I think this might be the biggest point of all. And you can look at Hebrews 6.18 if you want. Just It's real strong. Hebrews 6.18 will really help you understand the faithfulness thing with God. Um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a really life-changing scripture. All of Hebrews 6 is really strong. And then I'll give you the last point. So it is impossible for God to lie, for we know that his promise and his vow will never change. So God's promises and vows are never changing. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort, for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time, an unshakable hope. Man, that's a good word, man. Unshakable hope. Here's the big one. You ready for this one? Wrap it up. Every change will always test your faith. Every change in life is always going to test your faith. And I think that is why we hate change so much, the people that don't like change when it comes to spiritual stuff. It's like, I, I, I don't want to change. Yeah, I know why. It's going to test your faith because you're going to have to trust God sometimes in seasons when you don't see him moving and, and, and the miraculous is not maybe evident, but trust me, God's on your behalf. Look what it says in 1 Peter 1 and 4. 1 Peter 1 and 4. And man, this one's good. We are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish. Look what it says. Never be defied, uh, defiled, I'm sorry, and never diminished. It is promised and preserved forever in the heavenly realm for you. Watch. Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last of time. Now watch this. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy. I'm psyched. I'm ready to go. Even though lately you have been put you have to put up, I'm going to tell you what, this one's going to hurt. I'm feeling it. Even though lately you have to put up with the grief of many trials. Those are tests, right? Those are seasons. But these only reveal the sterling core of your faith, which is far more valuable than gold that perishes, for even gold is refined by fire. Your authentic faith will result in even more praise, more glory, more honor when Jesus, the anointed one, has been revealed. You got to remember this. Every change will always test your faith. Every season will always test your faith. Every single time you and I walk through seasons of transition, change, seasons like that, are going to test our faith. So the greatest thing we could do is stay so close to the word of God and hang on to the promise of God no matter what we see because we walk by faith and not by sight. You and I have to remember this no matter what is going on. Change is unavoidable. And this is why I brought this to you today because this is it. If you're going to hold on to that promise. If you're, these are the treasures we found. How many, got a, how many you found a treasure in the word of God? A promise, a, a, a scripture about healing, a scripture about saving your loved ones, uh, 
a, a scripture about having that home life that you want to have. A scripture about raising those kids up. And even though it maybe doesn't look like the kids are really, you know, like, maybe they're not doing it the way you thought they were going to do. Maybe they ain't even listening to God. But you got that treasure. You know, you're holding on to that promise of that unsaved loved one coming to Christ. And you hanging on. You ain't letting go. You know what I mean? You're not letting go. You know what I mean? You're just going to, you're going to hold on to that promise and you're not going to let go no matter what. And maybe you got that, you know, that marriage is going to be restored. You hanging on that marriage. It's the thing got to work. You know, I'm holding on. And you found that hidden treasure from that word and you got it. But now it's like, oh, it's not, it's not better. It's looking worse. Hang on. Change is coming. You're growing. Don't, don't lose hope. Maybe you're going through a trial for that seed of the word of God. And you got that word and you're hanging on to it. And here comes the prayer. Here comes the prayer. Don't, don't, don't let go. Don't let go. Look at what he said. He said this. He said, even though for a season, King James says, even though for a season you have to walk through manifold temptations which test your faith. Why? It's got to come out authentic. But he said this. He said, sometimes change is coming to what? Test our faith. All you got to do when the changes of life come, the transitions of life come, Hang on what you know to be true, and we know the word of God is true. Hold on to that promise. Hang on to that hidden treasure, and don't allow nothing to take that word of God from you. Because if you do not faint, you will reap in due season. That's the word of God. Amen? That is the word of God. No matter what it looks like, if you will not faint, you will reap in due season. Praise the Lord, guys. Let me pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just thank you for each and every person that's listening right now. I thank you that they've got treasure hidden in their heart. They've got a promise. They've got, they've got a, a desire. They got something that you gave them that only you can give. And in seasons of transition, in seasons of change, in unknown seasons, in night seasons, in seasons when I can't even see straight, they got to know this, that the change of life is unavoidable. But while things are changing, you remain the same. You have not left your heavenly address, and we know where to find you. It's time to come back to you. It's time to get into your presence. It's time to get into a place of prayer. It's time to get into a place of worship. And it's time to come before Jesus and remind yourself who he is and what he said and carry your word in his word, not just in your heart, but into your future and see those promises come to pass. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, guys. I love you. I'm going to be back next week. I promise you I'm going to be in the house. I'm going to be in all the locations preaching the word of God to you and loving on you guys. You guys are going to have a great day. Make it a great day. I love you, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.